Hello, good people, and welcome to episode five of season eight of the Brunswick Beer Collective. And I'm Chris Shorten, with me is Jeffrey Chi. Evening. With me is Paul Christoph. Hello. And we are recording this on, it's the long weekend, and we're at City Lane HQ. And we thought we'd try, because, you know, it's, you know, it's a long weekend, and, you know, there's a lot of new beers out there, and, you know, we thought we'd try and just sort of go through a few of the things that we'd actually found. Because, you know, there's so much good beer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we all sort of ended up separately mm. going to the bottle shop today and just buying stuff. So, yeah, what better way to get through that, that stuff than drinking on the podcast? Mm. Makes sense. Mm. It's not going to drink itself. Well, no. It won't drink itself, no. Although, if it did drink itself, then we'd kind of be... We've got, a, we've got bigger problems to deal with. So yeah, self-drinking beer is yeah. not something anyone needs to invent, basically. No. No, no. Um, uh, Paul, if you're but thinking then, of doing that, well, then you, don't. You never drink by yourself. You I guess You have to so. drink by yourself. That's, I, that's true. Drink with your beer. But wait, wait, would, would another beer drink its own beer? Oh, yeah. sorry, would another would beer drink its another beer? Or would beer drink itself? I'm pretty sure beer's cannibalistic. I think yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Right. And so, then just the can just... So really, I have now a mental image of, you know, sitting on a couch and next to me is, um, like, say, I don't know, a, 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 ca- a bottle of Australia being drank by, like, a bottle of stone. Perhaps, mm. or perhaps it's an oversized metaphor. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we, we mm. probably should. This is one of these ones where you don't save it for the podcast. Yeah, we probably, yeah. We probably we should. We shouldn't, have, this. We shouldn't yeah. think this. We should have workshopped. Either, <laughs> oh, we should, yeah, we should go with it, or we should have workshopped it before we started. So, yeah. um, so anyway, anyway, item one on the on the list was stupid banter, yeah. right? So that that we, so should, stupid we banter that, ticked off. Tick done. That, that is true. I did write a list, didn't I? You well, did, but I don't have my phone on me. Awkward. <laughs> so in the meantime, so let's we're gonna drink three beers today. Well, technically four. Um, uh, we're drinking three because, well, uh, let's see. We have the first one up is the what is that, Jeff? So it's the McKellar, and I. It's not. I can't find it anywhere written on the can, but it is the Spontan Yuzu, 2017. <laughs> Somebody explain what's in it. It's for the um, McKellar Beer Celebration. Mm. It's basically an annual beer festival in Copenhagen. And yeah, I think, tickets on the yeah. days on yeah, the can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so McKellar organise it, but obviously yeah. they invite a whole lot of other brewers, right. and the whole uh, the idea is that, as with most beer festivals, mm. um, they just bring their, their craziest, mm. most interesting stuff, and okay. off you go. I, I read that off the can. <laughs> I didn't know any of these things before the, before we started having this conversation. How, but how, however, I should flag, McKellar, if you're listening, um, we'd, be, we'd love to attend if you could fly us over there, put us up, and give us tickets. Yeah. I'm sure it listens to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. So, of course, the problem with this beer is uh, it is... There are no problems with it, Chris. The beer is perfect. It is a fantastic beer. uh, Let me rephrase. The problem with me, then, is the fact that it's packed full of Yuzu. And I can't really have Yuzu. So instead, I am drinking the brand new Bodrigi Gonjim Red IPA. Um... Uh, I'm just... Gungam? Gunjim? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's it's kind of cool, and the guy at the bottle shop pretty much um, talked me into buying it because I'd pointed out that I really liked the Co-Conspirators Red IPA, and then he obviously saw an opportunity to um, upsell and say, well, have you had this Red IPA? Which, of course, I have now. So, it's awesome in terms of... I mean, Badrigi do really cool labels, and that's kind of the fun part about um, Badrigi. But it's also, you know, they're kind of muscling in, and the, and muscling in, like, you know, the whole craft beer world. But what's coolest about this is I didn't even realise that Badrigi is actually Badrigi Brewing Company, another BBC. 
Yes. There you go. Which, to me, means that we need to get these guys on the show. So, Badrigi, if you're listening, get in touch. BBC, BBC. BBC meets the BBC. Oh, yeah. Um, and then if we could record it at the BBC in the UK... Yeah. yeah. That'd be, that'd be everything, yeah, we'd yeah. be full. Well, depends. Can two BBCs occupy the same space at the same time? I, well, think, I think that's the subject of Time Cop 3, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Which, look, we can write the picture right now, but I really don't want to have to wait it out. Um, well, seeing that stuff that Van Damme's been appearing in lately, I think he'd definitely be up for it. Time Cop 3? I think so. I think so. If he's going to do an Ultra Tune ad, mm-hmm. he'd definitely do Time Cop 3 as some sort of BBC, BBC, BBC sort of crossover turning into a blob and exploding kind of movie. Sure, yeah. he'd be up for that. Well, do you reckon he would, like, meet his meet himself in a, like, he'd meet a young ver- younger version of himself? Possibly. I mean, I don't know anymore. The CG- I mean, you know, they didn't have those CGI capabilities yeah, back in 94 right. or whatever it was. That's true, that's true. Here we are now, yeah. and... Anyway, we've digressed a little. So let's go back to... All right, so... All right, let's ask the obvious question as to what people are actually saying about I'm going to get my phone um, so I can check that. So this beer. So this beer is, yeah, so it's a 7.5, 7. 7.7% sour ale, mm-hmm. um, brewed with yuzu, obviously, as, um, as was just discussed. And if we look at the check-ins, what have we got? Uh, that's not in English. <laughs> Nick V, Lakeshore Village, picked up in Denmark by my lovely wife. Ah, thanks, wife. Pretty high praise to this barrel-aged sour in a can. Has a nice biting tart rind flavour in the finish. Purchased at the McKellar and Friends bottle shop. So that would be in Copenhagen. Um, McKellar and Friends. Gerald D at the Earl of Essex. Gerald um, Which is... Yeah, I think that's that's in Islington. That is. Yeah. That was uh, stop one of the, uh, one of the spring geathlon last year. Mm. Well, goddamn, what a beer. Juicy with a hint of licorice. <laughs> they do a lot of spontans. They do. Spontan so. rose hips, spontan gooseberries, spontan beetroot, spontan dry hop citra, spontan what it, peach. What does spontan actually mean? Uh, does, it, does it mean something? Is it just, I'm just completely get, making that up. It might. It, it, I mean, they're all sour beers, so mm. maybe to do with sort of sour, sour or something yeah. like that. It's, um, it's, it seems too obvious. So this one. Uh. Uh, so Claire B at Shirley Road. Lovely citrus sour, sherbetty, and more to celebrate than I expected. Purchased at Brewdog Brewery. Uh, four out of five. All right. Give me one more, people. One more? Uh, yeah, you, you right. do. Uh, That's an interesting one. Douglas C. Blue cheese in a can. Blue cheese? Hmm. I don't get... 4.25, though. He obviously likes his blue oh, cheese. I don't get blue cheese. That's a spontan comment. <laughs> that is a spontan comment. This is so freaking spontan. I mean... What, what do we really expect here? So... What do you guys think about it then? Well, when, well, when I first smelt it, you what you I thought s- blue cheese? Well, I thought Fanta. Yeah. And then um then I kind of thought Smirnoff Double Black Ice, and it gave me bad memories of like being eighteen and going to the uh, Paramount nightclub. But I'm um, tasting it. It is yeah. It it tastes like none of those things. It is awesome. I really like it's, it. Yeah, really, really. I mean, it's citrus and sour, mm. but not sour in a sour beer kind of way. Sour in a mm, like yeah, sour grapefruit yeah. lemon mm. yuzu. Just so much citrus, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm giving it 4.5. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think 4.5 is, yeah. I was going to give it 4.25, mm-hmm. but no, you've, you've, you've <laughs> talked to me, you've, 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 sold, you've, you've, you've upsold me here, Paul. I think, uh, think 4.5 is... Uh, that's a big, that's a big yeah. number to start on for the... Um, yeah, I, yeah, 
I mean, given we have two more beers that we'll reveal later, yeah, you've, this is complicated. Set now. the bar. Things yeah. can only get better, as the uh, song goes. But <laughs> that's D, right. D, D Ream? Yeah, D Ream, that's right. <laughs> so, to get us on the straight and narrow, I should actually, you know, talk about the beer that I'm drinking. Well, yeah, because we can't help you with that. No, exactly. I mean, well, you guys can actually drink this, but I can't drink yours. No, no, no. no. Um, so, obviously, this is a red IPA, uh, tropical um, stone fruit aromas. aromas. Um, uh, I quite like the last line um, deliver a red IPA or. Uh, they deliver red IPA, you would take straight to the pool room. It's a very, very, very Australian statement for people who don't know what that means. Um, track down from wherever a copy of The Castle or The Castle, depending on where you're Definitely from. Definitely The Castle. The um, Castle. Only people from New South Wales call them castles. But hello to our New South Wales listeners. And um, it's well worth it. So this is this is a nice red IPA. It's quite it's quite balanced. It's probably not my favourite red IPA, you know, because it's not Motors Operandi's former tenant. But it's definitely got the right sort of balance of, you know, what I think a red IPA should taste like. I mean, some of the people on here, I'm, I'm really happy to see a lot of people actually putting photos of the can on, on untapped, which is really nice. Um, and it's usually different angles or at least different filters. I mean, you've got... Uh, okay, um, AJG at Nowhere. Um, loving a bit of local action and a solid red to boot, which is makes sense. Um, it looks like it's been on at Mrs. Palmer's in the city at one point. Uh, uh, Gus N at Norris's Bar. Uh, tropical and citrus notes, nice maltiness. Good red IPA. Would like a little more malt balance. Eh. They're probably they're probably onto something, but I mean I wouldn't. This is like a good standard of what a, um, a red IPA should be. I wouldn't put uh, put anyone down for this. For me, I would I would give it a four. I think it's a four. Yeah, I no, think very it good. Kind of works. So, moving on to things that um you know while we're sipping these beers, moving on to things other things. So let's talk about what else has been going on. So, what else have we found uh, recently? Well, we went to um, Penny Youngs. Penny Youngs, Penny Youngs. yes. The other day, so for people that read uh, Froth Magazine, it's been... Which we hope you all do. ...on the back page mm. as... Um, so it is a bottle shop, mm. but um, Beer Hall, sort of coming soon for at least a year now, I think. Yeah, yeah. And we're saying, what's going on? Is this place ever mm. going to open? So we happened to find ourselves in Mooney Pond last weekend, the three of us, and... We, um, we, all, we all took a wrong turn. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them at the uh, 508 bus stop. Exactly. Was yeah. it 506? One, one or the other. <laughs> I, think it, I think it kind of changed, and that's probably how we got lost. Yeah, was it yeah. the multicultural bus or the bus that never has anybody on it? Oh. That's right. This yeah. is how the council is basically yeah. advertising these buses. Um, have, have, what, what road was that on? Glen? It was on Dawson. Dawson becomes Dawson whatever Dawson. Which becomes Glen Line yeah. Road. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's walking along uh, that road in uh, Brunswick... West versus anywhere else. Have a look at the bus signs. That's all we suggest. Yeah, they're very uh, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, hmm. but entertaining in that they're not very factual and they're a little bit strange. Anyway, moving on. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as we have good episodes occasionally. Yeah, a few. But anyway, so yeah, Penny Young and obviously um, in a pre-existing bottle shop and very good one. Mm. That a lot of cool beers. So we spoke to the um, owner there. It's like, yeah, like, what's the deal with this mm, mm. beer garden? And as expected, uh, council delays. Yeah, yeah. So it took them forever to get their required licences. But they've got the licences now, and we saw the decking was up, and there was a bit of a 
frame on the side of the the um, bottle shop, which is will become the bar. You said eighteen beers on tap, I believe. Yeah, eighteen taps. Yep. Plus, and you'll be able to just the pop into yeah. the the beer fridges or really good wine mm. selection as well. Which so, is which is really freaking amazing. So I mean, best best case scenario was September. But yeah, definitely, definitely by, by summer. summer is the latest yeah, word. Um, so yeah, really keen to check yeah, that out when it opens. And yeah, hopefully we'll record an episode down there or something. One yeah. Day. Well, and it's such. I mean, because because uh, you make the really good point that you know, it was when that we realised that it was um, you know we were going to be in that neighbourhood, that it just rings all sorts of bells because you've seen it on the back of froth for like a year or so. We've uh, coming and then it um, changes the date when it's coming along and things like that. So it's nice to see them actually you know making something of it. Hmm. Yeah. Happy days, indeed. So, I mean, the other. All right, so what uh, the uh, the next thing on our list is that we probably uh, what else is actually being you know what else is, what else has happened in the beer world that we really should talk about? Temple. Temple. Same day. Uh, not Temple. Um, Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. Oh, of course. Thunder Road. Sorry. You always get those confused. <laughs> I do because they both start with T and they're next to each other. <laughs> yeah. No. no yeah, we went. Well, to there's the Dave Myers thing. news about uh, mm. Temple. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's, he's heading to Bolter. Heading isn't to he? Bolter. Yeah. yeah. Bolting to Bolter. Bolting to Bolter. Oh, I'm so funny. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, so we went to... Um, it's, yeah, been a, it's been a long day. But after going to Penny Young's, mm. uh, we went yeah, to Thunder Road we Brewing. walked to Thunder Road. Yeah, and um, it's actually really cool, like a really cool space in mm. there, you know, like sort of typical sort of, you know, modern, um, you know, industrial mid-scale mm. kind mm. of, you know, as far as, you know, microbreweries kind of go, kind of brewery. Um, and yeah, it's really well laid out, you know, uh, probably a little, just a little bit dark. I think yeah, they could have yeah, had more it, lights on, which would have been good. It but, was um, really dark. It, it looked very modern, but it felt very dank. If, right. yeah, all, but, all, not but not in the dank. dank not, in, not, not, not in the hella dank. No, 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 but in the um, most sizzlack sort of dank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, um, but no, I mean, they, they, you know, they had all their, their usual, their core range on tap, which are all, you know, mm. beers mm. that, you know, we all we all know and we all sort of know all of our thoughts on those. But they had they, they, they had quite a few seasonals. They really had four or five seasonals on tap. Mm. And yeah, there's the yes, mm. good stout. Shamrock yeah. stout. The Goza. The Goza mm. was good. Um, yeah, so no, I, yeah, I really enjoyed I'd definitely go back. Like I think we were saying, you know, we'd definitely like to go back there for like an afternoon mm. or an evening yeah. session. Yeah, food just, truck, uh, like, yeah. yeah, tacos and fried yeah. chicken. Yeah. Reasonably priced stuff. tacos. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty Reasonably tasty. Reasonably tacos and... Popping in, mm. popping, you know, heads, are, <laughs> heads over the uh, counter and having a look at what was on other mm. people's... Um, tables and yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, like you can get you can get a growler fill for like I think even mm. the seasonals are like twenty five or twenty eight for a growler fill. That's very very reasonable. So you know, yeah, definitely keen to get yeah. down there and support them because you right. know doing some good stuff. And it's nice to I think for a quite a long time Thunder Road, we only ever saw the what was it like the Brunswick Bitter or something. The Brunswick Bitter and the um, the Full Steam was the other yeah. one that the their base their California right. Common. Right. And I. Think, I think it feel I kind of feel like we only got either something's changed with them did we hear that they got a new manager or something um, or new management I should say or just basically you know now they're kind of spraying their wings it's nice to see yeah I, it feels mm. like there must have been a change in the management there at yeah. some stage for them to sort of catalyse because mm. you know it's not that they haven't been producing sufficient volume for them to sort of open up yeah. in this way mm. before mm. like they've been doing it for yeah, ages yeah. so for whatever reason, they've decided to... Um, There's been no real reason to go there as in drink their beers as a craft mm. beer lover because they're just doing, I guess, slightly better quality versions of... Calm Draft. Calm yeah, Draft yeah. and mm. VB and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, branding's cool on that, but 
And, and to be fair, that's what they were aiming to yeah, do, right? Yeah, and, so, and, and the main gosh, there's definitely a market for that. I think yep. they've done really well. But yep. for the kind of beers we like, there's not really been much mm. to entice us. And yeah, now there's a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that came during the week was the whole um, brewery with a taproom thing is becoming a big thing in the mm. US mm. because you know how there's all those weird arcane laws around sort yeah. of whether you can, you're allowed mm. to brew it, you can't sell it, or you can't have a restaurant and stuff. So the, the one of the really big things that came up during the week, again, was... Um, breweries having their own tap room because nearby bars mm. don't like it because it takes business yeah. away from them. And so actually, I think there have been quite a few cases of um, craft beer bars stopping selling beers from nearby breweries because they when they've opened yeah. up a tap room and stuff like that. And it's, well, it's, which, which is insane because where does it stop? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting debate. Um, and, and as you can imagine, in the US, like mm. there are so many laws around, mm. you know, like mm. the first... 20,000 cases yeah. can be sold at the brewery but then from 20,001 onwards it's got to go through a distributor and all this sort of stuff and well, um, we're, we're, we've all seen the healthcare issues yeah, yeah. that's right but um, there, there was one there was one really interesting point that someone one of the guys in Denver made so there's this um, the, the Falling Rock Tap Room is one of the most iconic um, craft beer bars mm. in Denver and one of the breweries I can't remember which brewery it was but they've opened up a tap room uh, but they, they're not selling their beers they're selling beers they've got 43 taps and selling all sorts of other beers as well and I think the guy who so, owns Falling Rock made the valid point it's like I don't mind if you sell your product that's fine Yeah. but mm. once you're selling a whole lot of other product mm. now you are competing yeah, with yeah. me right rather than you know so mm. yeah so I think I think that's it's quite, It's not something that's ever come up in Australia it's, it's not it's an issue because yeah. none of the none of the brew no, pubs sell other to. yeah none of the big enough yeah. A and they don't sell other people's stuff anyway because mm. why would you do that yeah. although in saying that um, when we spoke with the gent from Odyssey he was talking about how they had like uh, they had like their beers and they had like you know three guest taps right um, but I feel like that's quite a small scale and I mean in our business that's how it works yeah or sorry in our country's business yeah that's right that's right so I just want to touch on one last thing that um, and something that Paul said a variation on one last um, thing okay uh, uh, Steve uh, God rest his soul I, I, I think um, Pete, um, what is his name Tim Cook did it as, uh, did it as well this time around. Oh, did he anyway um, um <laughs> Uh, when, um, when Paul mentioned the whole um, variations on VB, and so we were at uh, the the Popo Bar in the city last night. Oh yes. And um, you, you looked down, you'd looked down the list of all of the, and I think I've mentioned this before, but you looked down the list of all of the these beers, and they're obviously. What all three of them? No, no, they were like oh, they were like twelve. Oh, was that no. so? That was downstairs, not yeah, like yeah, at, at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So not at Glamp, but no, yeah, okay. No. Okay, got it. And uh, they're all from different parts of Africa, and they all, I think I've had about half of them, and they all pretty much taste like the same beer. Mm. I, I, I too have, yes. I yeah. remember the last time yeah. I went to Polo Polo. Like, it's like got 12 versions of African, different yeah. African countries' VB. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, 90-whatever percent of the world's beer production mm. is the domestic pale lager, so chances yeah, are yeah. if you see a beer from a country that you've mm. never... Mm. That you never see beer from, odds are it will right. be their VB. Yep. But I guess the obvious question is because that can't be a representation of what um, um, all of the beer in um, these countries. Oh, definitely not. Well, but it, well, it could be. Okay. So <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I'm, it, I'm. It's probably not, but it could be. You have to think right. South Africa's definitely got mm. a yeah. cool craft beer right. scene. Yeah. Um, Nigeria I, has good Guinness, as we know. Yeah. So, I guess what I'd like is, um, any, if any of our listeners know what African beers we should be drinking, um, let us know in any way you can. Because so, I feel like that's kind of like an untapped, you know, we don't know anything about that, but not about untapped. 
No, I, although I, you did get an untapped Africa patch. So. Untapped Africa. Well, there's a South African. Patch. Oh, okay. But then that was the first check It's like, no, no. I've, I've had many of these uh, <laughs> crappy South African lagers before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it must be a relatively new badge. Yeah. So, look, on that note, I think we'll move on to the next beer. And just like that, we're back with beer number one. And beer number one is one that, uh, so we talked about when we went to the bottle shop and we all went to separate bottle shops. And as it turns out, Jeff and I bought the same beer. We did. And what beer was that? Uh, this is called, this is the Dunbar's Dream by Moondog. It is a passion fruit and coffee porter. Mm. Uh, and basically, um, I, so I actually heard the story of this beer last weekend when I was out drinking with a mate up at the Raccoon Club. And bas- the, the story is, uh, there's a guy whose surname is Dunbar who had a dream that he found a beer with these ingredients in it and then he, and he's a friend of Moondog mm. so he went to the guys at Moondog and said hey can you like make a beer with these ingredients in it and they went like yeah okay why not <laughs> so that's pretty <laughs> much checks out. That's, yeah that's pretty much what happened so the bottle says our mate Dunbar once had a dream he dreamed of a beer specifically he dreamed of a porter that was teeming with delicious fresh passion fruit and lovely aromatic coffee so we made that exact beer we made his dream come true uh, 45 IBUs, 9.2%, 4.7 standard drinks in this bottle. Um, I could read the rest of the ingredients, but that's not really interesting for anyone. So, yeah, mm. there, there you go. That, and I'll admit that when I picked it up, the first thing I looked at was to see, because I, uh, pa- uh, uh, I saw passion fruit, and I thought that's fine. And then as I was going, going up there, it's like I had to double-check that I didn't actually read it, and it was actually grapefruit, which is... Right. Which do, is do you often it's a big no-no? No, no, no. no it, it was more like just double-checking to make sure I didn't buy something that was going to poison me. Okay. Um, sure. It's, I feel it's a necessary evil. So, has everyone had a sip? Yes. You know, um, I'm going to have another sip. I mean, can we taste these mysterious elements? <laughs> so, so I needed to have the second <laughs> sip to confirm that. My answer is no... I, I don't know, I can't really taste the coffee or the passion fruit, to be honest. It's like they neutralise each other or something mm, like that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm... But I feel like I can taste hints of these things. I can taste hints of the coffee. I can taste hint, Like, the aftertaste has a little bit of the passion fruit. Like, it's one of those things where I think, yeah, like, maybe if I'm trying to find the flavours, mm. like, if somebody said, try this beer and didn't tell me what mm. it is, I would not be saying, oh, yeah, I can taste some coffee or passion fruit here. I think because we know they're in there, I feel like yeah. I'm trying to find it. It's possible that we also need to let. It's like a problem with all these sorts of beers. You need maybe we need to let it warm up a bit as well. It's been but sitting there for. It has yeah. been, but it had been in the freezer beforehand, so mm. like it's still it's still quite it's still pretty cold at this point. But um, yeah, I yeah I'm, I'm sort of uh, dubious on this one. Like it's not bad. Like mm. I I drink it again, but mm. yeah, I'm, it's not blowing me away. It's always got. Oh, this sounds weird. Stale chili. Not stale chili, like dried chili. You're right. That's paprika. That's paprika. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the, a paprika the, dried it, chili. It does, it does taste like a chili spiced porter or something yeah. like that. It's it's kind of mm. it's weird how it's worked out like that. It's weird. Time. Yeah, it's not bad, but yeah. But there are quite a few people who absolutely love this beer. So, for example, Martin M at the Moondog Brewery. Jesus, this is fantastic. Complex and the passion fruit coffee combo is a delight on the palate. Strong but drinkable. I heart and recommend. Four point five. That was on draft at the Moondog. Mm. Yeah. We've got a Simon M at Moondog, also on draft. 
Coffee with a nice little bit of sweetness from the passion fruit. Not a bad beer to start the day. 3.75. I'm hoping you add that at 9am. Yeah, uh, shame you can't see what time mm. the beer was checked. You do get a badge for morning beers, though. So it knows. It knows. Uh, Aisha Cohen Sellers. Subtle coffee. Get passion fruit up front and coffee on the back. Nicely balanced. Doesn't taste nine and a half. I agree with that last statement. Mm. Definitely doesn't taste like nine and a half. 4.25, she gives it. Kaz G. The first check-in on June 1 at a big-ass couch. <laughs> Not really my taste. 2.75. Ooh, Ooh, that's harsh. Uh, Rosemary Ensink at Carwin mm. Cellars. Um, we Is it Rosemary Ensink? Mm. Yeah, okay. It's not, I mean, it's not spelled like N. Mm. No, not spelled N like asterisk N-sync. Asterisk asterisk. Asterisk. No, no. <laughs> um, we've, who, who, we've yeah. met, who we've met before. Hey, um, Rosemary. Lovely balance with coffee and passion fruit shining oh, on Rosemary. a delicious roasty porter. Four, four out of five from bottle. Luke M in Berwick. Tro- tropical fruit. Dark malt, earthy coffee bitterness with a smooth vanilla and slight sour tart finish. Strange brew, 3.5. I like the use of the term strange brew. Yeah. Strange brew. Oh, here we go. Tim C kind of <laughs> agrees, at least partially with us. Uh, also having a moon dog. Passion fruit and, and unidentified nose. Bitter, not much coffee, a little spiciness. Which, wow, uh, yes, that is. Talking about. Yeah. I, all right, let's, let's talk about what we think about this. But... I'm actually, I, I think the balance is really good. I, uh, again, it's the whole, I, can, I feel like I can taste hints of all these things, though I'm not sure whether they're, I, I'm, I'm not sure whether if you added more flavour from any of these um, things, whether it would overpower it. I just don't know. Um, but overall, I'm going to give it a four. I like it. Wow. Yeah, I'm a flat three and a half on this. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. three and a half. Like, it's not a bad beer. I would drink it again, but it, yeah, I don't see it doing what it's supposed to be doing. Not three and a half it is then. Yeah. Three and a half. Chris, you're just wrong. Yeah, it happens. But, so, wait, wait, does that mean, are we really saying that um, to Moondog, don't follow, or to Dunbar, don't follow your dreams, or to... No, no, no. <laughs> Don't follow this particular dream. Yeah, find, find a different dream to follow. Or, I mean, Just like, dream up more beers. Three and, no. a half, three and a half's fine. I'd like, we didn't give it a two, yeah, mate. We said, we, said, we said we'd drink it again, I mean. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, Dunbar. We will move on to the next beer. And to top off our bottle shop adventure, we have... Paul, why don't you tell us what this one is? This is the Imperial Donut Break by Evil Twin. Which, of course... The well, I... we... Go. Yeah, we left a uh, nice amount of space there between the McKellar beer and the Evil Twin beer, of course. And oddly, they couldn't really... Like, we tried to put them next to each other in the Esky, and it was... They didn't want to have it. Yeah, yeah. They, they insisted on having, like, ice and a can in between. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a feud that needs to end, people. So, um, yeah, I bought this one... I think Carwin Cellars mm. during the summer. Yeah. So I didn't feel like drinking it then. I thought, let's uh, take it out on a cooler day. And here we are in winter. It's not that cold today, actually. It's been quite pleasant. No, though it started that cold. Oh, it was yeah. misty. Yeah. That would have been a great photo of the beers. The misty. <laughs> should have taken morning, morning beer photos. We should have had morning beers. Should have had morning beers. I mean, you know, stupid us. Anyway, it is an Imperial Porter malt beverage. 
brewed with um Oh really? <laughs> I can't have malt beverages. Well no, I well I wonder if that's the um that's something to do with the selling it in Germany as well. Hmm. Of course in Germany. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Germany yeah, yeah. pretty much all the good craft beers they're not called beers, they're mm, called yeah. malt beverages because you are not legally allowed to call it a good beer point. unless it's yeah, the orange yeah. one, mm, whatever mm. you know, four ingredient. Yeah, the German it, purity unless law. It's, unless it's a pilsner or, or it's a, a German Berliner purity law. So, yeah. So they do it with craft beers there, but mm. they're not allowed to call them beers. Yeah. So I'm ge- I'm ge- I'm assuming that's why the word beer isn't used. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone who's listening, malt beverage brewed with coffee and with natural flavors added. So the description here is: Did Imperial Biscotti break? Also make your sugar levels rise. And the bittersweet flavors of coffee, coffee, almonds, and chocolate very sentimental. That's really poorly written. <laughs> now we topped it off what, with. What they need is an editor. They need an editor. Now we topped it off, and this on, is still Chris. the same sentence. Now we topped it off with insane amounts of donuts. This all time American favorite is making its way back into the spotlight, and we at Evil Twin Brewing are not letting a tasty trend pass us by without taking it to the next level. Drink it with great gusto. Forza Donuts. That was all one sentence. Um, Evil Twin, <laughs> if you're listening and you need some sort of editing service, there were two I'm dashes. In, there were two dashes in there. Oh no, sorry, two sentences. Two sentences. Three sentences. I guess that's a good thing. Three sentences, with lots of dashes. Anyway, it was very poorly written, but um, it sounds amazing. <laughs> Regardless, it sounds amazing, and I'm very keen to try this uh, malt beverage. Uh, so, yeah, has anyone taken a sip yet? I've taken a sip. Of this, of this malt beverage. Um, and this is the 2016. No, I assume they do it every year. Then. I don't know. There's 2014 and 2016 in a blank, which I guess is maybe the 2015. No. All right, so it, it is the Imperial Donut break. Wait, wait, do, do, do Evil Twin do other donut beers? Well, I guess the other one I, think Imperial, someone else. I guess it was Imperial break would have been the other one. Uh, I'm sure we could check it yeah. out. I mean, you know, I have untapped right here. If there's a machine that can help us here. Yeah, if only had a machine. If only we all, all of us, like none of us are some sort of uh, application responsibility here. So yeah, this says the Imperial Biscotti Break. Mm-hmm. And then this—that's the one they're referring to, which I guess is the base beer. It's the Imperial Donut Break. There's also an Imperial Mexican Biscotti Cake Break. <laughs> they also do an Imperial. <laughs> They also do an Imperial Biscotti Break, Natalie Pretty Please with a Cherry on Top. There's the Imperial Biscotti Break, Bourbon Barrel Age. There's the Imperial Petite Four Break. There's the Imperial Biscotti Break, Raspberry Umami, and so on and so forth. Mm. You get the picture. So, so the are, answer to your question, Chris, is yes. There are lots yes. of, uh, not necessarily donut beers, but uh, certainly a lot of Imperial... Well, who does the other donut beer? There's another donut beer. Yeah, bro. Okay. They do the Voodoo Donut. Named That's after right. The Voodoo Donut shop in Portland, which you should which go to. I'm going to go to when I'm well, there. Well, I should actually weeks. go there. Uh, if you go to the city lane and check out the best donuts in a. I agree. I know what you're saying. <laughs> you are. It's not, it's not, it definitely is not one of the best donut places in Portland, but it, you definitely need to go. Yeah, you have to go once, and then you go and you eat the donut, and you go, I've been here. If you need to sell for yourself in front of it, you do all that shit, and then you don't need to go back. Can we remember the name of the best one, though? Oh, and they're in Tokyo as well now. Yeah. So they're in Portland, Cream? LA, and Tokyo. I can't remember what they were called. Is it Krispy Kreme didn't quite make it. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Blue Star. 
Blue Star. Yes, but that was that now, place. Was, that place was how good was that? Blue place? Star is genuinely the best donuts in Portland. That was so good for all our listeners out um, there. Ham, uh, well, I guess a lot of our listeners would be into mm. Portland because of beers. Would yeah. Be. So if, yeah, if you're a listener, might be from Portland. Mm. Who knows? If you're from Portland or going to Portland for craft beer. Um, Blue Star Donuts. Blue mm. Star Donuts is really that's the real deal. I will be going there in a few weeks. And they've got a few now. They've got a few different branches in the town, so. Well, it's very close to the shoots. Yes, it is. So, um, and, uh, what? And Rogue and Ten Barrel. And you, <laughs> you, do, do you own a growler yet? Uh, oh, he can buy the you one. Need, you need to own a growler, and what you need to I do... I own a Goose is, Island growler. No, sure. no. But you need to go to Deschutes. You need to buy Deschutes growler. That is mm. your mission. It's the one you regret... to choose to accept <laughs> it. <laughs> the one, it's the one regret that Jeff and I have from our visit to Portland <laughs> is that we did not buy the kick-ass, like, metal yeah. space-age-looking growler that Deschutes have. Man. It's so good. Right, we can organise that. And by we, I mean me. And you'll have the best growler of all of us. You will. It's just <laughs> one it's growler of all of them all. Or yeah, um, I've never, never seen. There can be only one growler. Never it seen is, any growler that it, cool. It's sick, man. Like it's so cool. <laughs> so back on topic. Yeah. Um, so we're drinking a beer. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is the, this is the topic. We're, I'm talking, gonna, we're talking, talking about, about beer. Topic. Yeah. <laughs> and donuts. Like that's right. <laughs> it's very. It's. It, have we ever diverged from beer discussion to talk about beer? Yeah, that's right. It's Ooh. like, yeah, you're kind of implying it with, yeah. An on-trend, an on-topic diversion. Yeah. Wow. Breaking ground. Season, uh, whatever the season is. Seven, <laughs> it took eight. eight seasons <laughs> to get us to that point. All right. What are other people saying about this? Um, uh, what other? I'm so, just going to check it in first. So, I'm um, Charles Dash. Uh, must be, like, really monitoring the untapped feed. Because when I check mm. this beer in, I accidentally, like, hit the rating thing, which I never oh. do. And I accidentally gave it half a star. <laughs> and then I quickly changed it back because I went, well, this, mm. this is not a half a star beer. But he's already commented on my, on my check-in saying, Charles hang Dash. on, mere seconds ago it said you had rated this half a star. <laughs> rating is now gone. Did you mistakenly give a rating? It's like, that's that's amazing. Mm. Like, that's... Yeah, that, that's, that's um, impressive. It did for... not... T- but that said, um, there is someone who checked it in 49 minutes ago who legitimately gave it 0.75 of a star. Wow. Whoa. No comment. Um, um, where, where was that person located? Or, we don't at know. the Baroque Music Pub, B A R O C K, uh, in. Um, I don't know where the fuck this place is, man. It is across the road from uh, oh, San Jose? Oh, yeah. Uh, across I mean, the road from the Hard Rock Cafe? In San Jose, there you go. I mean, what, j- what do you reckon the chance are this person is going to go to the Hard Rock Cafe afterwards and get like a bud and be like, there's a, there's a real beer? <laughs> there's a beer! Well, I mean, if the, you go somewhere and this beer is on tap, if you're not into Jesus. craft beer, and that's the thing, I think um, I had an interesting at my uh, day job. I was talking to somebody who went to a restaurant in Melbourne that has a exclusively craft beer list. But there are very accessible craft beers on the mm. list, so I think it's probably more the fault of the staff for not mm. selling mm. the beers correctly. I'm not not describing them correctly. So this guy's like, hey, you know, we love going to the restaurant because their food's really good, but the only problem there, you know. The, guys we take the nature of the kind of guys they are they want you know they want a real beer they want a VB or a you know a Carlton or something you go there and they've just got all this craft beer and I was like yeah but I'm pretty sure like they've got the Jukebox Hero like there's a Stem Lager I'm, th- I'm pretty sure they've got Steam Ale like these are all very accessible beers and he's like yeah yeah but these guys just you know they know what they want they just want a VB they want a Carlton Draft and I'm like that's completely the fault of the staff like, yeah they, they're, a, they're a gateway craft that's the mm, point. There mm. are gateway craft beers at this restaurant for that very purpose. And you should be saying, we don't stock this, but we think you might enjoy this. 
and tell you what, have a taster of this or something. Well, Amazon have been doing this for years. I mean, why, yeah. can't, why can't, like, you know, serving stuff do this as well? It's, um, yeah. And <laughs> I, think, I think it's a very important point because we talk about restaurants and mm. craft beer and, it's, you know, what beers are on. But if you actually are not going to have any mainstream beers at your restaurant, you need to make sure staff mm. are mm. trained to guide people. guide people that want mm. a yep. commercial lager to something else. Absolutely right. Mm. I suppose that's where somewhere like um, Thunder Road that we were discussing before comes in. Yep. So you can sort of say, well, here's a yeah, craft beer. Yeah, here's a Brunswick beer. Here's a Brunswick beer. Yeah, here's a Brunswick beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. completely the kind of gateway beers mm. they need. It's interesting, really. Anyway, right. another beer-related divergence. <laughs> what's, what's going on with us? This is all very on topic. <laughs> um, Daniel S. Like coffee and donuts. Weekend version 2.0, 3.75. Brittany C. She must be American. Um, so not Britney S. No. Have you ever met a Britney in real life? I've never. No, met I've never met a Britney. Yeah, it's a very American yeah. name, isn't it? I don't know what I'd do if I did meet a Britney in real life. I've met a Brandy. That's a very American name as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Happy National Donut Day. <laughs> Damn, this is good. Dark, thick, smooth, sweet, bitter coffee, strong, well balanced. Five stars. Wow. Whoa. So Santu P uh, did not comment. But got five badges from this beer. Hmm. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've seen that. Before. What do you call no. five? Uh, what's five? Like quintuple badge. Quintuple, quintuple. quintuple yeah. badge. Yeah. Hmm. Got Lambeth free level nine, heavyweight level thirteen, skies the limit level twelve, two times level nine, and to the port, <laughs> which I'm. Oh, that's the porter badge. Hmm. Right. Ah. And it's relatively okay. new because I'm only on level four of that, and I've had a lot more than twenty porters. Sure. Make that. That makes sense now. Yeah. Yes. Um, Street M at. Olin Corsi, um, probably not how you pronounce it. Um, I complained that this felt a bit young from tap a year ago. Problem has perished with a 16 bottle now. Perfect kind of donoe sweetness. 4.25. <laughs> and below that, interestingly, Taylor S, age greater 18 months, 4.25 as well. So clearly a beer that mm. benefits from mm. aging. Alrighty, let's wheel this around. What do we think about this? I like I, I like it. I you know it's 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 you know it's this is exactly the sort of beer that I like, right? So you know imperial yeah. stout, mm. um, you know chocolatey, coffeeish, all all these sorts of things that I enjoy. Um, you know so and and it, and it, it delivers and it doesn't taste like eleven and a half percent, which it is. So I I think I give it four point two five. For me, it's a four. I don't like it as much as I think I should like it. So. Fair enough. It's one of those things, like, I'm giving it a four, but maybe given by those comments, I think probably if I had it on tap, it'd probably be a 4.25. Maybe it's because it's on bottle, I'm not sure. Um, it's delicious either way. I mean, fuck, it's a four. Yeah. So that's not a bad way. You can't go wrong with <laughs> anything four above. Yeah, I quite like it. I mean, did, did Weevil Twin have a brewery? Because, uh, I mean, obviously I'm in Brooklyn I, in I would assume September. They, do, they must have these days. I mean, if our, yeah, listeners, if you mm. know, I mean... I could obviously Google it and find out very quickly. Yeah, but if you're thinking of a machine, <laughs> you know, I could do this. But still, it's always nice if you oh, know, someone tells you. For sure. But I'm, I'm going with Jeff. I'm going 4.25 in this beer. Wow. It's, it, it's easy, but it's, it, it's quality. But I think that works. Excellent. Yeah. So on that note, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. This has been our What We Found at the Bottle Shop episode, or whatever we end up calling it. 
And fistful of bottles. Yeah, I think a fistful of bottle bottles. Bottle shop slash back of the shelf. Fistful of yeah. bottles on the A. Fistful of bottles. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah. That, that works. Um, we've been the Brunswick Beer Collective. I've been Chris Shorten. With me has been Jeffrey Chi. Good night. And Paul Christoph. See you next time. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thank <laughs> you.